0: The war between Israel and Hamas continues with the worst yet to come. The 1970s loses one of its greatest icons, and maybe George Floyd, you know, maybe he wasn't murdered after all. And there are some people that are actually thinking that, that didn't think that before. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So I came back from Las Vegas last week and I just flat out decided, you know what, I'm going to take the week off. Sometimes, especially in times like these, where we have a war in Israel and it seems like everybody is talking about that, no one's talking about other news, sometimes I need to reset. Because one of the things I don't want to start doing is talking about doing exactly what the news media is doing and talking about, and we're talking news media that I follow and I enjoy. Uh, all they're doing is talking about the Israeli war. And there is so much more out there than this Israeli war. Like, for example, now we see that Jim Biden actually gave a check of $200,000 to Joe Biden, which, again, I guess looks like further evidence of corruption— But no one's investigating this right now because the Republicans keep kicking themselves in the balls and don't have a Speaker of the House. And it's been three weeks now without a Speaker of the House, and we're still trying to find a Speaker of the House. And now there are nine members running for Speaker of the House right now, and it just doesn't look like anything is happening. So I wanted to get more into that, get more into the culture stuff Yes, we're gonna talk about Is we're gonna matter of fact, my opening monologue is gonna be about Israel. But but the reality is I just think it's important sometimes. Let's reset it and let's get to other things that are happening. Like for example, there's a lot of stuff going on in China. And that's something we should talk about this week. Because China bad things are happening in China, and I mean bad things as in China is really having problems. And if China is really having problems, and we're talking economic issues, China only has one way to solve their economic issues, and that's to take over other countries. So we need to talk about that because there, the problem is there is reality. There is There are things. We have a tendency in this country to be within bubbles. And this is one of the reasons why I released a video this week with the Israel war showing the actual violence that occurred. This Most of this video came from the IDF itself, the Israeli Defense Force, showing the just devastation that this Hamas terrorist attack uh, happened. And for some reason, outlets like Fox News won't show this stuff because they don't want to hurt our feelings or disturb our delicate sensitivities. I think reality needs to... Hit a lot of people in this country Especially when it comes to terrorism and evil Because there is a lot of evil in this world And Hamas is one of those examples of evil So like I said um, Fox News released a report Where Israel had been ca- has been ca- capturing Hamas terrorists And they've been interrogating these Hamas terrorists And they've been filming the interrogation and release, they've been releasing the interrogations. And you really hear what has been happening. Well, Israeli, Israel has been hearing about the mindset of these terrorists. Uh, Trey Inkst of Fox News broke this story on Saturday. Where he was talking about uh, one of the interviews that... Israel, the IDF had with one of these terrorists. And by the way, these interviews are online. You can find them. So it's not like this stuff is hidden. So here, Israel released one of these terrorist interviews, and apparently this one was a little bit more gripping, a little bit more violent than the others. Israel did not release this one to the general public until today, which I still haven't seen it, but today they're releasing uh, not only the interrogation, they're releasing a lot of the body cam footage from the Hamas terrorists. And the body cam footage is unedited. So be prepared. We'll have to see what that's going to look like. And actually how much we're going to be able to see of it. But here's Trey Ingst, who listened to the listened to the interrogation, and he reported. Now, this is a little bit longer. It's about three minutes. But just to get an idea of what these people are doing, it, I think is important, especially for the way the world is reacting. So let's listen to Trey Ingst of Fox News and his report about the interrogation of the Hamas terrorist. And I I think there's actually a lot here that is enlightening.
1: This comes as we do have some updates for you. Fox News has exclusively obtained and reviewed an Israeli interrogation video of a Hamas militant that crossed into southern Israel on October 7th and participated in the massacre of so many innocent civilians. I do need to warn our viewers, some of what I'm about to describe is extremely graphic. But this fighter telling the interrogator in the video, a man in his 20s, he's sitting in a white cloth jumpsuit, talks about the coordination and planning that went into the attack in southern Israel. He talks about using the app Telegram to communicate in real time and send videos of the massacre to other Hamas members in southern Israel. Additionally, he talks about how jeeps were used along with trucks to enter the southern part of this country. Uh, We've seen the pickup trucks that were left behind by these militants and they entered these communities just slaughtering people. I do want to talk, though, about what he explained to this interrogator Regarding Islam. He acknowledges that in Islam you are not supposed to kill women, children, and the elderly, but says Hamas commanders ordered these individuals to do just that, telling people to step on the heads of Israelis, behead them, and cut their feet. These graphic descriptions of what the militants did. Just give you some idea of the the plans and the executions that took place in southern Israel just two weeks ago. We did leave out some of the details from this interrogation video that we learned about what took place here and what was done to people after they were killed because they are simply too graphic to describe on TV. But it gives you an idea of why Israel is staging here on the border and preparing for a ground operation following that massacre of their people. Griff. Jillian.
0: Remarkable reporting, Trey, and it just it appears from this interrogation tape that our worst fears of the most inhumane, despicable acts of horror did transpire. Has that impacted those troops on that Gaza border wanting to go in? The IDF troops that is.
1: Absolutely. They are motivated to bring the fight back to Hamas. They're learning more each and every day about what took place. And what was done to the Israeli people, and I do just for a moment want to give credit to my producer, Yanath Freeling, who has helped us to report out this story. Some of the details are so graphic, and what was done to the female population, the women of southern Israel, again, we can't describe them on TV, but the reporting requires delicacy, and it requires compassion. And we're able to bring that as a team here in southern Israel as we talk to the civilians, and they recount what they saw and what they experienced, those who survived And as we review the information we receive, but the soldiers are motivated, like I said, to bring the fight to Hamas. They understand that this is a matter of life and death. They've seen the images. They went into these communities. We were in one today, Kisufim, and we walked into houses, once again, that were covered in blood, and we talked to these soldiers there that went into battle. They ran into a firefight with these Hamas militants, not knowing if they would survive. The Golani brigade that responded to that one kibbutz lost eight of its soldiers, in the response, and it just gives you a sense of the bravery that these men and women have in Southern Israel. Griff? Incredible Incredible insights you are are bringing bringing us. us.
0: Thank you, you, Trey, and you're not fooling. Okay, here's the thing. Um, You heard in the beginning of that whole audio portion, I know it was a little longer, maybe I could have cut a little more off, but I thought it was important. He gave a warning saying, what I'm going to say could be violent, could be disturbing. You know what? That's all the warning you need to give. That's all the warning you need to give. Give that warning and then sit there and tell us what's going on. All right? Anybody watching this knows that you get the warning, you wait a second, and then you you, you say what's, what's going on. For example, tell us that they're cutting off the genitals of the Israelis. Tell us that they're cutting off the hands and feet of the Israelis. Tell us that they're... Actually, cutting out a baby from a pregnant mother and then beheading the baby in front of the mother, then then shooting the mother in the back of the head. Better yet, show us the videos. We need to know this because here is the big problem. Yes, it's graphic. It's reality. Throughout this world right now, we've got everyone screaming and crying about how Palestinian, how Palestine is the Palestinians are being subject to genocide. And the reality is, again, the left always screams what they are screams about what they are actually doing. This is exactly the same thing. The Palestinians are not under a genocidal threat. The Palestinians are trying to commit genocide. They want the death of the Jews. And these guys and this is from one of the terrorists that I heard interviewed, they're admitting the only reason they did what they did on October 6th was to kill Jews. That's it. There was no other goal. There was no military strategy. There was no military tactic. There was nothing but political killing of Jews. That's all they wanted to do. And Trey Inks basically said that's all they wanted to do was kill, was to make it graphic, was to make it gruesome so that the world could see and the world can be afraid of Hamas. And now that the opposite has happened, that people that people of Israel are disgusted at this and now they want to blow out Hamas. Hamas is sitting here and look, children are being killed because of the bombings and all this crap. We've got social media that is showing that is, people are saying oh yes 1400 jews were killed but there have been 2000 hamas 2000 palestinians killed including 800 kids of course i i've asked several times where are you getting your numbers where are you getting your numbers here's the thing war war sucks shit there's no what's our house about it war sucks It's terrible. It's awful. It's gruesome. It's amoral. There's nothing pretty about war. Guess what? Women die in war. Children die in war. But the reality is sometimes war has to happen. And sometimes women and children have to die. Question for you. Were we justified fighting Hitler? Was it justified going out and actually fighting Hitler? Because women and children died in France. Women and children died in Germany. Women and children died in Italy. Women and children died in Northern Africa. Women and children died in Japan when we bombed them. Does that mean that nothing we did is justified because we killed women and children? And yes, the United States killed women and children. Every war, women and children have been killed Sometimes unjustly. That's what happens in war. So does that mean we shouldn't do that? We have no justification? Of course not. That's idiotic. Hamas, same thing. Hamas, the Nazis, same thing. The violence was expanded on uh, by a gal named Shari who works for the IDF, and one of the jobs she has is to, is to clean the bodies up and prepare the bodies for transfer. And so she went into the field, went into the war zone, went into the terror zone, and was was had to go through all this. This is what she said, and this is from the Daily Wire. Uh, we wash the bodies and prepare them for burial. We try to bring them dignity and death. I heard stories about Auschwitz as a child growing up in New Jersey. But what I have seen here, with my own eyes, is worse than the Holocaust. What these barbarians did is, to these people is beyond words. The evidence, There is evidence of mass rape so brutal that they broke the victim's pelvis. Women, grandmothers, children. By the way, in the video that I've posted, you can go. Go to Rumble. Type in Dumbass is Talking Politics, it shows one of the victims of rape. Unedited, by the way. And you can tell she was raped horribly. She was bleeding everywhere. Continuing, people whose heads have been cut off. Women standing in their nightdress, woken up and shot. Faces blasted off. Heads smashed and their brains spilling out. A baby was cut out of a pregnant woman and beheaded. And then the mother was beheaded. Women and children burned to charcoal. By the way, there are pictures of those. We know it's true. Bodies murdered with their hands tied behind their backs. My mother and grandmother are Holocaust survivors. They were only members of the family to come out of Auschwitz alive after they were taken from their homes in Czechoslovakia. All of her brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts were murdered there. We have babies with their heads cut off, bodies without hands, without legs, without genitals. This is what's happening. Now, a lot of people will sit back and they'll say, Ay, but you, but there are innocent people in Palestine. You know something, there are. There are some innocents in Palestine, in, in the Gaza, in the West Bank, There is no, in the Gaza Strip. There are some innocent people in the West Bank. There are some innocent uh, people in the Golan Heights that does not mean that those areas are not evil. And by the way, when I say some, I mean a slim minority. Most people have been indoctrinated into these in these cultures. They hate Jews. One of the, we'll talk about diversity and and importing all these Palestinians because that's what the democrats want now. And I say, uh-uh, no chance. Do you bring over one Palestinian Because these people are not of the same mindset we are. Ben Shapiro points this out best of all. He sits back and says, people seem to think that these are the same as us. These people are the same. They're not. They have completely different mindsets. They have completely different different beliefs, different ideologies. They're not like us at all. They don't want to be like us. They have been raised to believe that we are evil, that we are infidels. And we should die. 9-11 was all about that. We see how... 9-11 was 22 years ago. How quickly we forget, right? How quickly for we forget. I, it's going to take another terrorist attack in this country for, to jar some people into realizing, oh my God, they don't like us. I mean, today you've got LGBTQ people and women's groups sitting there and supporting the uh, Hamas and the Gaza Strip. And it's just like, uh, do you guys realize they'd kill you in a second? They'd have no problems killing you, beheading you, throwing you from a building? Women, you can go over to Afghanistan anytime you want. You can go over to Hamas right now. They'll let you in. Why don't you go over there and see how they treat you? I mean, it's just the, the fact that we are completely head over heels out of reality in this culture, amazes me. Now, one of the things I've got to say, I've got a few things. It just amazes me how evil this country has become. Now, the good news is, we're talking it's a slim majority in this country that are actual Native Americans, and I mean Native American, not Indian. I mean Native American like me, who actually do not support Israel here. I think it is like 75% of the population supports Israel and says that Israel should lay waste to Hamas and I think they should too. And I understand okay, women and children blah blah blah. You know, God supported that too in the Bible they they say it. it that's why no one brings up evil. They no one brings this up. Oh, well, you're a big Christian and think that yeah, I'm a big Christian and I think come I think Israel should lay waste to Hamas and turn it into a parking lot. I do believe that. I believe they should bomb the living crap out of it and not think twice about it. Sodom and Gomorrah in the genesis of the Bible was an exact example of evil civilizations. Hamas, the Palestinians, and the Gaza Strip are an evil civilization. They should no longer exist. Because here's the problem. Evil civilizations are like a cancer. They will grow again. If you do not eradicate it completely. And they'll just spread. Look at ISIS. Look at the Taliban. Look at Al Qaeda. We didn't completely eliminate those those civilizations, and I put that in air quotes because these are animals. And they're still around. So I, I don't want to hear, and by the way, this is this is something. I, I've got some news for the left. You folks have no longer any moral high ground. You've lost the moral high ground by supporting Hamas here. They have no right to say what is evil. They have no right to say that this country is evil. They have no right to sit back and use the term Hitler, Nazis, white supremacists, MAGA, all that crap they say is evil. They have no right to say it because now we see who they support and who they think is good. If you sit back and you think some of these images, and this is why we should see these images. I think these 19-year-olds over at Harvard University, they saw some of the images that are being released. They might actually come out of their shell a little bit, or they'll just say it's Israeli propaganda because that's what they do. All right, we had 9-11. We know what radical Islam can do. I'm sorry, we just know. We were, we were here when it happened. But they have no right to call anything evil. So, again, it's just really sad to see. And again, this is another reason why I stay out of colleges. I mean, these colleges are indoctrinating people into believing this shit. It's just incredible. Harvard University refuses to condemn Hamas, and they support Hamas. And I know, they say, well, we support the Palestinian people. Well, how did Hamas get into power? The Palestinians voted them in. How did um, Islamic Jihad and the Palestinian Authority get into power in the West Bank? Oh, well, they voted, the people of the West Bank voted them in. It's an evil, These are evil civilizations. They really are. Hezbollah in, in the Golan Heights. How did Hezbollah take power in the Golan Heights? um yeah uh the Palestinian people voted them in these are evil civilizations they need to be eradicated destroyed or they're just going to grow and I know a lot of people sit back and say well Americans should have nothing to do with it well I got news for you 9-11 proved that America needs to get involved sometimes that we do need to support this support Israel here and Israel's not asking for troops on the ground they're not asking for that They're just asking for some money. They're not even asking for all the money that the Biden administration has given Ukraine. They're asking for a pittance compared to what we've given Ukraine because they already have the military. They already have the technology. They just need some rearming and they'll be fine. They'll take care of everyone. Tomorrow, well, again, we'll talk about this diversity and inclusivity bullshit when it comes to importing palestinians and i put that in air quotes because it really was no such thing as palestine let's not forget israel in the name of which was called canaan at the time israel was around a thousand years before muslim was even founded islam wasn't even founded when israel was in that area of israel then canaan it's just incredible you know who's the settlers Because that's what the colonists, they keep saying Israel is... Israel's not colonizing. They've been there for 3,000 years. Who's colonizing? Who's trying to settle? Who's invading? Are the Palestinians? Palestine, the name itself, was a mockery of the Jews when the Jews lost their land. Palestine was an insult to the Jews. This was back... 1500 BC. That they did this. So don't don't tell me the people who colonized are the Palestinians. Okay. Anyway. Well, before we get to our dumbass of the day, this is something bad news. Suzanne Somers died at the age of 76. Um, she was fighting cancer. Beautiful woman. Beautiful up until the day she died. Um, she was, she's always had health problems. She was always fighting cancer. I believe this gal had just about every form of cancer you could have. And finally it got her. Um, she's best known for the sitcom Threes Company. Uh, you may remember she was the ditzy blonde. Great gal. Rest in peace. And, you know, it's just a sad day when she goes all right, let's get, let's get to our dumbass of the day. And this is a good one. Okay, so our nominee today is the reverend, Rev- revered Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas. She's a Democratic congresswoman from Texas. And apparently, here she is being recorded, which I never understand why these guys keep recording themselves. And they do. They do this all the time. So here she is being recorded, just berating one of her staffers, who I guess forgot to schedule some sort of dinner or pawned off the the scheduling of this dinner to somebody else. And Sheila Jackson Lee just goes off on this poor bastard. So let's listen to this. It, there's a lot of, lot of cussing here. I mean, she just goes completely off. Let's listen.
2: You took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was over at Dunkin' tail Where is it? What, what date was it? All from come, Jerome took it upstairs. I have to call and pick it up when I switched out the picture. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing, I want you to have a fucking brain, I want you to have read it, I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a state, that's what I want, that's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it, and, and I don't have the information, nobody sent me the information, I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule, and, uh, you know, if boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuck-face did it, and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office, okay, nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the old dunk and tell event that you gave me uh, for so and so date at seven is on the fucking calendar. Not to oh Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he only sitting up there like a fat ass stupid idiot talking about uh what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are fuck up a fucking F. It's the worst shit that I could have ever had put together. Two goddamn big ass children, fucking idiots, serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody, nobody's respecting them, nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work.
0: Okay? Okay, I got a couple thoughts about this. Um, I think the big thing here is her overreaction. I mean, seriously, you're just pushing it up a little bit harsh. This okay, he effed up. Um, chew him out a little bit, but I mean, the, all the f bombs, all the GD, all the effing idiot thing. I mean, just a little bit overboard. Okay. Uh, here's the thing though and I will I'm going to do something bizarre I'm going to kind of excuse her on this Uh, she's trying to run an office and if she asked somebody John Doe to do something and he offloads it to Jane Doe and then when she asked about it he has no idea what the story is yeah he should get chewed out and he should get and there should be some F-bombs dropped off dropped out. There should be some GDs thrown out there. I mean, I got news to you. I, I've been chewed out more than once. Now, she went overboard. And to be honest with you, if she talked to me like that, she better hope I'm not in the same room with her. I'll knock her block off. I'll say F you. I'll quit. I'll go to HR. I'll have her fired. And yes, I'll even release the video. But as far as did you... Did the question with this guy and Jerome or whoever... Did you F up? The answer is pretty obviously yes, because he didn't admit it. He basically, his silence admitted, yeah, I F'd up. Well, then fine. But here's where the problem comes to play. It's not that she chewed him out. It's not even that she went overboard. It's the fact that her rant crossed crossed the line of decorum that she herself has to live by, and she herself has to present to the world okay this wasn't just chewing someone out this was just flat out abuse anybody else could have sued and that's the other problem with this she is so far above the law she is so far above the rules of decorum she feels comfortable doing this and not worrying about the consequence matter of fact there are no consequences this tape was released no one cares Including myself, I really don't care. Hey, I know I've listened to Sarah, I've listened to Sheila Jackson Lee testify more than once. We know about her past. She's a bitch. She's always been a bitch. She doesn't talk to other congressmen much less than this. Okay, she does show this. She drips with venom every time she speaks. So. This is not a huge surprise that she did this. What's a surprise is that the Democrats always scream how compassionate and how they're for the working man. And this is how they treat the working man. Okay. All the crap, everything that the Democrats say is hypocrisy. This is one thing. Everything's a lie. Everything they accuse Republicans are doing they're doing themselves, and by the way, I'm no fan of Republicans. I'm a registered independent, so I'm not a Republican. I think Republicans are morons. So I think I mean stupid. I think Democrats are at least sharp. They're intelligent. They've got strategy. Republicans are just flat out stupid. This whole thing with the Speaker of the House thing just proves that. Dumb. As bricks. I I swear to you, every time I, I, I sit back. And I watch Republicans go. I say I could do that. Well, Democrats too. I could do that. They're all stupid in the ho- They're all stupid in, the, in politics. Everyone is an idiot. But this kind of abuse, I just don't want to hear all the time. And she'll be the first one to sit there and say, "The working man. I support unions. The working man. The poor middle. Take steal from the rich so that we can give to the working man because he has it so hard." And then there she is, ripping the crap. Out of one of her employees, who probably is paid less than minimum wage, because that's what that's what uh, politicians do. So, whatever. By the way, she she's not the only one that does this. This is the whole thing. Everyone's ripping her for talking to people. Hey, Richard Nixon had a mouth on him. Like you, you'd had to take a shower after having a discussion with him. This guy was such. This guy was such a potty mouth. He tore people up. You know who else did it? So did Eisenhower. So did Kennedy. So did Lyndon Johnson. So did Reagan. So did Bush. They, so did Obama. So does Biden. They all do this. So to sit there and be shocked and have your delicate sensibilities all disturbed because she dropped a couple of F-bombs, grow the F up because they all do that. And I got news to you. I'm sure you, listening to this, have had an f bomb on dropped on you more than once, and then go running to HR because your boss got mad at you because you effed up. Be thrilled that you effed up, and all they're doing is yelling at you because they could have probably written you up or gotten you fired. So I, I'm really mixed on this. It's just the persona that the Democrats try and push really looks stupid compared to this. Okay, well, interesting that we, uh, so that's our dumbass of the day. Congratulations, Sheila Jackson Lee. So here's something interesting. So we saw the Derek Chauvin trial where he was convicted of, of murder. And then the other three guys for the murder of George Floyd, all those guys are doing prison time and the medical examiners basically said yeah George Floyd had a lot of drugs in his I watched the trial I watched the examination cuz I thought the ME would would really get Derek Chauvin off. And by the way, I'm no fan of Derek Chauvin. My understanding is he's an asshole, but whatever. The the fact is I didn't think he should be going to prison for 15 to 15 to 30 years. Okay. So basically the Emmy said that, oh, yeah, it was pressure on his neck. That's what killed him. Yeah, he had enough drugs to choke a, a, a an elephant, but blah, blah, blah. And so the guy got convicted. Then George Floyd's family, who had nothing to do with George Floyd, by the way. He hadn't seen his family in, I don't know, two or three days before forever. They got $27 million for basically nothing. And... Nothing else was released. Once once Chauvin was in prison, once the other three are in jail, I mean this whole thing was forgotten. One of the questions I would have really wanted to know is could we see some of this physical evidence like the autopsy report? I mean, it did cost the taxpayer twenty-seven million dollars that got to, to the family, and it did cost millions of dollars to convict these guys. Could we at least see the autopsy report? Because technically the autopsy report is public information now. Well, guess what? Three years after this whole thing happened, uh, the autopsy report was released. And guess what? Derek Chauvin should be released immediately. At best, have a new trial. And that $27 million we gave to that family should be taken right back. Let's read what this police report, this, this uh, autopsy report said. So, first off, the choking, right? The thing that absolutely, positively killed George Floyd, the thing that the the freaking ME said killed him. Here's what it said. This is part three of the autopsy report. No life threatening injuries identified. A. No facial, oral, oral, muscle, muscle, muscle or conjunctive penate injuries. In other words, his nose and his face had no injuries. B, no structure of anterior muscles to the neck or larynx structures. In other words, he had no problems with his neck muscles. He had no problems with his larynx. C, no scalp, soft tissue, skull, or brain injuries. In other words, his brain was fine. His, his skull was fine. D, no chest wall soft tissue injuries, rib fractures. And by the way, that means bruising. Rib fractures, other than a single rib fracture from CPR, vertebrae column injuries, or visceral injuries. So his chest was fine. No problems with his rib cage. E, Incision and subducoccus dissection of posterior and lateral neck, shoulder, back, flanks, and buttocks negative for occult trauma. In other words, his back, his butt, his pelvis, everything was fine. No soft tissue issues, no bruising. In other words, nothing physically happened to him. It is all here. Under the title, No Life-Threatening Injuries Identified. And then we get to the fun stuff: the blood, alco- the blood, the toxicology report, which was done a few days after he died. Okay, so here's what they found: fentanyl, 11 nanograms per milliliter. Okay, 11 nanograms per milliliter. This is another reason you should listen to this podcast, because I actually do some research. Fentanyl is deadly. Deadly. You will OD and quite possibly die at 7 nanograms per milliliter. This guy had two thirds, 66% over the deadly limit of fentanyl. Norfentanyl, this is the next one, 5.6 nanograms per milliliter. Norfentanyl is the, is the, um, the poisonous portion of fentanyl okay deadly at wait for it wait for it wait for it two and a half to three nanograms per milliliter right off the bat what does this tell you george floyd OD'd. george floyd did not die because someone put him on the ground and put a knee on his back and by the way we know through the video and they prove this in the trial Derek Chauvin's knee was not on his neck. It was on his back. He was ODing when those cops put him on the ground. He was ODing while he was in the police car. He ended up with uh, excited delirium, which is common with fentanyl and methamphetamine, which by the way, he also had in his system. And he ended up having uh, he ended up ODing when he was on the ground. That nine minutes, it wasn't he was being choked for nine minutes. He was ODing for nine minutes. Uh, Again, yeah, methamphetamine, he had 19 nanograms per milliliter of methamphetamine. Now, meth, contrary to what a lot of people say, meth is not actually an easy drug to OD on. It takes a lot of meth to OD But 19 nanograms per milliliter, that's a ton of meth. And of course, he also had 4-ANFF. He had 0.65 nanogram per milliliter. What is 4-ANFF? That's uh, heroin. So he had that. And then let's not forget, he also had Oxycontin in his blood. He also had THC in his blood. So he had um, Oxy. He had THC. He had POT in his blood. And of course, yes, he also had COVID. So there it is. So some things here. No injuries on his body, including soft tissue injuries, which is just bruising. In other words, George Floyd wasn't choked. He wasn't assaulted. He wasn't beaten. He overdosed. He overdosed. He had twice the limit of fentanyl in his system. He had Methamphetamine in his system. He had heroin in his system. He had uh, he had uh, pot in his system. Oh yeah, he had the China virus, which, by the way, is what the hospital probably used to determine that he was he died because they get money from that. George Floyd had a drug overdose. Derek Chauvin needs to be released immediately, and he should be given the twenty-seven million dollars that that family got. He, that family should be give that straight to Derek Chauvin. Actually, t- give it to some of the other uh, police officers who are in jail. Don't forget, there are four police officers in jail right now over this. Over a guy who couldn't take care of himself and OD'd. Absolutely incredible. Okay, in our last story, and I I have so much to cover. You know, this is the problem with taking off a week. So, uh, you need more excuses To get your kids out of public school, I'm going to give you another one, especially if you live in Oregon. According to KOIN Portland, for the next five years, high school students in Oregon will not be required to take an assessment of essential skills proving they've mastered math, reading, or writing. This comes as the Board of Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted Thursday to extend a pause created by former Governor Kate Brown in 2020, suspending the proficiency requirement in order to graduate. The pause will now last through the 2027-2028 school year. The controversial decision was first reported by the Oregonian on Thursday and has been met with a lot of pushback. While well, some say it will lower the standards and cheapen the Oregon diploma. Cheapen the Oregon diploma? What does the Oregon diploma even mean at that point? Cheapen? Cheapen means it's got some value whatsoever. If you can't read, write, or do math once you get out of high school, what was the point of going to high school? I'm getting ahead of myself. Other education experts say the policy didn't work and disproportionately harmed students of color. It sure did. So, not testing that a student knows out of high school, the student knows how to read, write, and do math is bad for the kids? Duh. And then you got the government that's actually extending it? Saying, oh, it works so well. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, you point out now that the kids don't have to read, write and add and subtract and multiply and divide once they get out of high school uh, out of high school. Why? Well, they get an answer for inclusivity. for diversity. That's why. Because I'm gonna say it because blacks and blacks and mexicans are too stupid to learn how to read write and do math that's why and by the way they they say that they don't use the terms i did they say well it's so that blacks and hispanics can can feel more included and to create diversity because whites and asians are too smart that that's the uh, that's the the thing they're saying Does that sound maybe, I don't know, a bit racist? And by the way, they say that this hurts. This hurts minority kids more than it does white and Asian kids. It does. But I keep bringing Asian kids up because Asians actually score higher on these tests than even white kids. Why? And we can go into it. India. Indian kids score higher than white kids. Why are our school systems so racist that Indian and Asian kids do well, but for some reason black and Hispanic kids do well? Because the reality is it's not about the school. The reality is it's about the culture. The culture is the problem. The culture tells black kids and Hispanic kids they don't need to know this shit and they come out and they don't study. That's what it comes down to. You've got broken homes, major in the black community. That's why you have failure in schools. It's not because blacks are stupid. Not at all. I know, I, I I just finished a book by a black author. I know they're not stupid, but the reality is, Oregon, instead of fixing the culture, would rather just say, yeah, black kids and Hispanic kids are just stupid. So we're not going to test them now and we'll just graduate them. And then they sit there and we're going to devalue the Oregon diploma. The Oregon diploma has absolutely no value. I mean, I have a high school degree from Oregon. And by the way, California is doing the same thing. California will push you right through. You you do not. Oregon is just saying they're going to do this. They're making it part of their policy. California already does this. And they, it's kind of policy in California but it's not actually written down they do think Hispanics and blacks are stupid in California but they just don't say it exactly in the same way Oregon does so a high school diploma in California is just as worthless as a high school diploma in Oregon but again and this is the the real the real question is what's the point of the degree I mean you're going to school for four years And you can't read, write. You can't read or write. By the way, this Baltimore, Maryland, they got a problem. Less than 2% of of kids, minority kids, by the way, can actually read and write in in Baltimore. And that's okay. That's okay. They just graduate them. Then these kids try and get jobs. They're not getting 100,000 a year jobs. They're getting the same crappy jobs their families have had for generations. Because that's how the Democrats keep you down. That's how they keep their power. That's why this hurts black, Hispanic, people of color. It doesn't hurt all people of color. Like I said, Asians, Indians, they're fine. And I mean India Indians. They're fine because they're they've got family structures, they've got goals, their strategies when they raise their kids. Okay? But uh, black kids, Hispanic kids, they just continue on that same cycle of poverty because they're not given the chances. They're told they cannot succeed in this environment, in this world. They're told you should just go have sex, listen to rap music, do drugs, rob things, because that's who you are. They're told that by Democrats and society. They're not told that in Texas. They're not told that in Tennessee. They're not told that in, in in Florida. And guess what? They're doing fine there. They're doing better there. But they're told that in New York. They're told that in Baltimore, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. And they fail and they wonder why. And then they say, oh, it's just proof that blacks and Hispanics are stupid. And so we need to keep these policies going. Oh, so much to talk about. Okay, go take a visit on my on my uh, link, my site over at Rumble. Just type in Dumbasses Talking Politics. Take a look at it. I've released a bunch of videos there. Take a look. Another one will be coming out. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. God bless you all. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.